0: hello to all who are listening uh welcome back uh welcome to the podcast i'm glad you're here um guys i've got i've got a good one for you today um if you're coming from facebook you've already probably seen the painting um guys this is episode three of painting podcast and i'm really really excited about this one Um, this painting is so simple, and if you have seen any of my journals, it looks very, um, familiar, um, but it's, it's different. Um, how, anyway, I, there's such meaning and such a story. There's so much good things behind this painting, and I just want to I couldn't wait to tell you guys about it. It is 10 o'clock and, um, I, I just couldn't wait. So I want to just hop right on into the meaning and the story behind the painting. Um, so for this story, um, because I do want to add, I do want there to be scripture involved in these painting podcasts and for this one, um, um, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 8. And um, you can probably guess where I'm going, if you, especially if you've seen the painting. And um, we're going to go to chapter um, 8, verse 23. And this is in the New King James Version. It says, Now he got in the boat, and his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then the disciples came and woke him up and said, Lord, save us, lest we perish. And he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? And he arose, rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calming. So the men marvelled and said, "Who can this be, that even the winds and the waves obey him?" And that's kind of where I want to start, um, because there is a passage of scripture that got me through. Um, this passage of scripture um, reminds me often; it's it's brought to my attention, uh, brought to the forefront of my mind, on. Uh, nearly the daily, and I, um, so let me just talk about this painting. Today, um, my pastor's wife, Kristen, uh, who I talk about a lot, she asked me, um, to paint a painting on Mother's Day, um, a, do a prophetic painting in service. Now, I have never, ever, ever prophetically painted in service. I have done these painting podcasts. I've painted the journals. But I've not done anything like that, Um, especially during service in front of everybody during worship on a set time. And I told her, you know, I can't do it in a set time, I just, I just can't do it, there's, it take it's so much detail, and I would just get the background painted, and it would be the end of the, the, the music, that would be it, and I'd have to go sit down for the word, and there would be no picture, and I just can't do it, and Mother's Day, you know, worship, we try to not run over super late we let the spirit do what he wants to do but on special days like that you know we plan a certain time frame for worship and um i knew that mother's day would be a day where i would have to stick to a time frame where on other days you know i might could you know they might do an extra 15 minutes over so and i would have that time but i knew i wouldn't on mother's day And I've never done it before. And I was watching videos on YouTube of people who are prophetically painting and who would get a painting painted in 15 minutes. And I was like, how in the world are you painting a full picture of Jesus in 15 minutes? There's no way I could do that. There's absolutely no way. And I began to not necessarily get discouraged, but I instantly felt I couldn't do it. So I came home, and I had a, this is after having a really good uh, lunch, just discussing some things that I'm struggling with. And um, I began to just focus and say, God, you know, I don't want to just come home today. And just play on my phone, sit there until it's time for me to go to sleep. I want to do something that benefits me, helps me, and gives me time with you. So, I kind of challenged myself with a painting. I went into my sister's old closet and I found an old canvas that was painted on Um, but it, you know, it was a picture we never really hung up. It was very old. Um, it got painted for me and I I just, I never used it. It didn't fit my theme anymore. So it was put in the closet. I took it out and I was like, I can make this work. So I covered it up. I did a background on it. And then I turned my worship music on and I said, Lord, I have a picture in my head. I know what I want it to look like what I what I see, but I need you to use me to make this work. I'm going to try, but I need you to make it work. And so I put on a time lapse and time lapsed the full thing of me creating this painting. And after I finished painting this painting, I stopped the time-lapse, I looked at my phone, and it took me 30 minutes. And the Lord, it was like the Lord told me, like, don't say you can't do it. And this painting is something that I have been, I've been, I've had in my mind that I've wanted to paint for a long time. But I was like, you know, I've done so many waves, I've done so many, you know, it's so simple. But I kept wanting to just make a full picture out of it. And I incorporated the sun because of this scripture. And today I want to talk about fear. And in that very last scripture, in that very last um, verse, it says, Why do you fear so much? Why, Why do you fear so much? Are you of little faith? And, guys, I have been faced with a lot, a lot, a lot of fear in the last couple of days. We went to um, Colorado to see my sister, my brother-in-law, my brother, and my nephew for my nephew's first birthday. And we flew, flew, and um, our first flight was great. Um, Our second flight, not so much. Um, it shook, it rocked, it rattled, it was very, very, very frightening for a full 30 minutes, because it was a short flight, and thank the Lord it was a short flight, because had it had been any longer, I would have lost it, and, um, so that flight put fear, instilled fear in not only me. But in my mom and uh, you know I'm sure it was in my dad, but he's tough and a big man and you know you can't tell. But um, the fear that I already have of heights and um, you know just fear in general that I have in me that all of us have in us was triggered, and I became fearful. My fearful my fear plant got watered on that plane ride and on the way home I was in that whole trip I was fearful and I said mom I will spend every dollar I have to buy a car so that we can drive it home to rent a car to drive home because I'm not getting back on another flight my mom was like we can't do that we can't drive it takes too long And I was like, I'm willing to sacrifice an extra day, not here, so that I can get home safely and not have to fly. And it was fear that was inside of me. And I never took it to God. Until it got closer. The day got closer. We were there for a week. And then I said, you know what, Lord, I'm going to have to trust you. So please Please, please, please give us a smooth ride home. The first plane ride was great. It was smooth. It was great. It was the quick one. It was 30 minutes, the one that we thought was going to be the worst one because those 30-minute plane rides, you don't get high enough above the clouds to get past all that, but it was really good. It was really smooth. And then we get it on the second flight, and the first thing the pilot says is "This this ride is going to be bumpy probably most of the way to Birmingham and this flight was two and a half hours and I was like I am not going to make it two and a half hours in a bumpy shaky airplane I'm not going to do it and I began to pray I cried I sang I worshipped the whole flight home and when we would hit a little bit of turbulence I would get so fearful but The first time we hit turbulence and got shaky and I became really overwhelmed with fear, the Lord began to show me the pilot's hands being anointed with oil. And I said, God, I trust you. I trust that you have that pilot. I trust you have his hands and that you've anointed his hands to get me home. But my body has not caught up with what you're showing me. And so often we see things that the Lord is showing us things, but our body has not caught up with us. So that fear is still activated even though we're seeing a promise. We're seeing something that the Lord is showing us that he is doing. But even though, but we're so we're so drenched in fear from past experience that even though we see the promise, our heart and our body hasn't caught up yet, and in this passage of scripture, the disciples have seen the miracles, they've seen all the things that God that Jesus had done, they saw all these great, mighty, and wonderful things they get caught up in a storm and all they can think about is the storm. I was in an airplane I saw what the Lord was showing me in the spirit of protecting me and taking hold of the pilots hands but all I saw and all that I felt was the wind and the waves up in the sky all that that's all that I felt that's all the disciples felt was the wind and the waves. And they said, Jesus, wake up. What are you doing? But what they didn't think about, because all they felt was the wind and the waves, was that the man who they had just seen perform miracle after miracle was sleeping in a boat in the middle of a storm. And they didn't think a thing about it, except he doesn't care. And he's sleeping. And Jesus wakes up. After they woke him up. And he said where is your faith? Where is it? Am I not the man who just performed miracles? And he said peace to the wind. Peace to the waves. And he looked at him, and they marveled, and they said, who is this man that even the winds and the waves obey him, (laughs) who is he, (laughs) they had seen miracle after miracle, but it wasn't until their fear was activated that they truly acknowledged Whose presence they were standing in Whew. Whew. It's easy to forget who you're with when things are going good, but the minute you're in a storm you forget who's with you Whew Who created the ocean that you're in. Who created the clouds and the rain that falls on you. It's in that moment that you forget. That the one who created the winds and the waves and the rain and the sun. Is the same one who has his hand on you. In that moment. When I was on the plane, all I could think about was how I was going to fall out of that sky. And the Lord was telling me, Leah Grace, where is your faith? Because faith and fear cannot be activated at the same time. So, hmm, I said, Lord, hmm. I see it. I see what you're trying to show me. But I'm fearful. And I need you to replace my fear with confidence. And so often we say, Lord, give me confidence. But in order for him to give you confidence, you have to walk through a season where you're going to be afraid. Hmm. So what is it that you are afraid of? Is it an opportunity that the Lord is calling you to do, but you don't think that you can do it like I was with the painting? Is it going across country because you're afraid of flying because you're afraid you're going to fall out of the sky like I was? Is it just approaching that loved one and intervening and saying, I love you, and this is why. What you're doing has to stop. Is it confronting yourself? Saying, God loves you so much. What you're putting in your body. Who you're letting in your body. Who? Who? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What is it you're afraid of? Is it rejection? I've battled that. I've battled rejection here in the last couple of days. And it's not even because I was rejected. It was Recently, it was because I was rejected in the past. And the enemy's lying to me saying, you're going to be rejected for that too. So I don't do it. I literally didn't share a Facebook post because I was afraid that somebody was going to get mad. And I was going to get backlash. But in reality... In reality, those were lies of the enemy telling me something because of something that happened to me in the past that I didn't let go of. That root that is so deep in me, that fear of rejection, that fear that I, the things that I struggle with is deep and it hurts and the enemy knows it and he is going to attack the thing he is most afraid of. For me, the enemy is most afraid of my boldness and I... Whoo, so i shut my mouth because i'm afraid of the whew, because i'm afraid of the backlash from people whew, who i don't even have to ever explain myself to because it doesn't matter what happens on this earth because i'm not here forever i'm here for a season this is all temporary and i'm not here to impress a person here on this earth i am here to walk according to the will of God and to serve him the best that I can so that I can make heaven crowded. I can make heaven crowded because of God who resides in me, who is doing it through me. It's nothing on my own will or my own might. And I have to release my pride and say, Lord, whatever you want to do, I'm willing. And I'm not worried about that rejection. I'm not fearful of those things, Lord, whatever you want to do. But sometimes the next step is a little creaky. Sometimes you step up on that next step and it goes. And you're like, Jesus, I, got, I can't step on it. It's creaking. That was something that the Lord spoke to me today. I wrote down, Lord, the next step. And he said, it's creaking. I said, it's creaking. He said, you've stepped up on that step, but you heard it creak, so you backed off. Okay, but he said to me, just because it creaks doesn't mean it's not sturdy. The enemy's going to make your next step creak a little bit so that you get fearful and you step back. Or maybe you try to overstep it and step up on that next step. But when you try to skip that step, all you're going to do is fall all the way to the end of those steps that you have already made it up. And the Lord's saying, if you'll step up on it, don't listen to the creaks. But feel what's underneath you. Woo. Jesus. Feel the foundation that's underneath you. Feel how sturdy it is. Don't be fearful of the noises that it may make. Woo. Because you're not on this level forever. Woo. Jesus. So what is it that you are afraid of? Is it that next step? Hmm. Is it talking to somebody who the Lord needs you to talk to because you're the only one that they'll listen to? Or is it just simply that you are afraid to be uncomfortable? Fear is a deep, deep, deep root. I know it. I've seen it. I have it. But we have to say, even if he doesn't, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Nebuchadnezzar looked at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he says, I'm throwing you in the fire. And they said, that's fine because we have a God who will deliver and save us. But even if he doesn't, we will still praise the Lord. What are you afraid of? That the Lord is saying, if you will do it, I will bless you and show others how good I am through you. I love you. And I thank you for allowing me to be bold. To do what I love, even if it's for two people. I thank you. I'm praying for you. Go boldly and don't listen to anything other than the Lord saying, Peace be still.